Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have my new friend, Gina Hurry, with me from Birmingham, Alabama. Gina, I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. It's nice to be here, finally. I know. We were just joking. It's like 12 years later. No, it's like work on Facebook, I don't know, maybe three years ago. And I was still. I've got to know who this person is. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We've been trying. I know it. Can't I know. say we you're, haven't tried. That's right. You're busy <laughs> and I'm busy and it's, it's a lot going on. So I love your what you do creatively because you're so free with your process on social media. You just share that you really do. Um, people feel like they're in your world, which I just love. And um, has that always been kind of a natural thing for you as being an artist, sharing that process? It is. Well, you know, I grew up at the feet of other artists because my mom really didn't have maybe what, what I needed. So she thought I'll put her with those other people that have what she needs. And so I've always been in a studio setting. So I'm very used to that. And I don't mind people watching what I do. I'd rather them watch it on video than in person just because I don't know what I'm doing and I need to think, you know, it, it does require a lot of mental focus, but, yeah. um, probably waste, well, waste, but a lot of paint just because I'm finding my way, you know, but I don't mind people watching the process. And I think it's a really fun to, way to bring people in who aren't like artists or don't create for a living because I feel like people need to see the mess, you yeah. know, Absolutely. and also need to understand it's not magic. Like it's not easy, you know? And so, as you know, yeah, well, I just love like same thing when people come into my studio, I, I sell a lot more and I get a lot more, um, joy out of that process when people can see the see what I'm doing and see the material like you walk into my studio and there's shelves and shelves of kudzu and branches and copper and wax and paint and all this and they're like oh my god artwork comes out of this I'm like you're yeah, like yeah great. You know, <laughs> beauty so out of the chaos you know, so. <laughs> yeah yeah you're making order out of the chaos it's, that's right that's right yeah. Well, roll back the tape, you know, because you, you mentioned a little bit, you know, growing up in a studio and that sort of thing. Everybody's got a backstory. I'd love to just hear a little bit of yours for folks to, to know where you started from and how you got into to painting and doing what you're doing now. Thank you. Well, I, um, I think my earliest memory of art making was coloring on my mom's walls with her lipstick. And I don't know if I was in diapers, but I was small. So it's one of those things that I feel like I don't remember a day I wasn't doing it. And so my family has always told me that I'm different <laughs> than they are, you know, and I've seen Bless that over the years. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm different. It's okay. But at the same time, you know, maybe my preferences are different. I don't fit in the box, but at the same time, I think there's beauty in that we are all made uniquely made. And, um, so all my life, like I remember, you know, winning an award for my art in first grade. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know how sometimes God marks you and just over time, you just kind of realize this is your identity and you step into it. If that That's makes right. sense. Right. So my mom always put me with other artists. And then in high school, you know, I chose to be a part of a magnet program, you know, studied art in college. And um, it's just, it's kind of like every time I've tried to do something else, the Lord's like, no, this is where you're supposed to be. Oh and he redirects. God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like I can't get away from it, but it's, um, 
you know, even when I doubted and I think like even yesterday I was kind of down, I thought I can't paint anymore. You know, I've been out of the studio working with clients and I try to come in and it's just, it's hard to make things work. They're not coming together. And I think I know, I have to believe I've seen him do it in the past. So just kind of always come back to that heat for whatever reason. It's kind of like, I don't know how to tell you what I'm doing, but I intuitively know just because I've been around so many artists and I've worked in that process so much, I feel like we'll find a way, you know, in the darkness kind of thing, but it's always by faith. So is that an answer? A lot of artists, they never had a, um, a context for what it looked like to be a vocational artist, you know, to get paid for it. I mean, maybe yes, yes, do it for fun, maybe do it at church, but it sounds like that was not your story. I mean, you, you did have a context for, Hey, maybe I could do this for a living. Yeah. Well, you know, even, I, I mean, I just, I know it was God's hand and it was such a blessing, but in high school, the magnet program I was a part of, I mean, they chose seven people in the city I lived in to be in the studio setting for three years. And so we had like three or four hours a day um, with this amazing instructor. And she would bring in other artists who, you know, worked at local colleges. Or, so they kind of gave us all this training in that season that probably most people learn over a lifetime of being an artist. And so I probably took it for granted. I didn't realize what I was being given, but um but I, we learned, you know, we learned how to show in an exhibit or be part of a gallery as high school students. And so even, you know, when we graduated, we had a big gallery show and my mom even secretly bought one of the pieces and gave it, it was my favorite piece. It was like my, it told my story, a hard story, but it told my story and she gave it to me for my graduation present. I didn't know who had bought it. And when I graduated, she had it wrapped up and gave it to me as a gift. And, um, so another way, like, I just think having somebody believe in you, yeah. you know, and get behind you, that was a big thing for me. So I know a lot of people maybe don't have that. And it's, you know, I don't want to take that for granted either. I had a, a mom who believed in what I did, you know. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. My mom was the same way. My mom just passed away in September and uh, oh, kind of unexpected. Sorry. But, you know, we, uh, I was a worship leader for a long time, musician, grew up under a Steinway piano. I mean, she was a choral director. Mm. church and all that kind of stuff but I just think you know so many times it's your mom it's your dad it's your parents that that Mm -hmm. speak life when nobody nobody else does and you know let's I think when people hear podcasts and things like that they think well their life is just perfect you know I just you know Uh, (laughs) so Jude I don't know a lot about your backstory but you know you uh, alluded to a little bit of a story I've got a backstory yeah you know some of the things that you've had to overcome to be to be able to do the things that that you're doing now, because I think the beauty of our journey of faith is that God walks with us through every stage. That is not just about the, the beautiful, shiny upfront times, but it's about those dark nights of the soul. It's about those deep times where the Lord's walking us through times where we never think we'll get out of it. So. Oh, amen. Have you had any of that in your life? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you don't want me to cry on your podcast, but, um, <laughs> You pop in these real surprise questions. No, I'm just kidding. I'm assuming your listeners are believers, a lot of them in the context of Christian artists. But, you know, I think, I think one of the things I've learned from my therapist, you know, and we all need help seeing our story, believing who we really are and all that, you know, um, has encouraged me that probably one of my biggest struggles is not believing who I really am. And so obviously in the context of being a daughter of, the king, you know, um, and I have a father in heaven who is the creator of all things, but you know, I certainly have a hard story with dads who were not present or abandoned two of them. And, um, 
you know, so there's some of that abusive boyfriends in high school. And so I say all that to say, you know, I, I overcame believing lies. I mean, I think that, I mean, there were a lot of hard circumstances, but I think still even today, probably this is true for everybody. The enemy always wants other people in our lives to agree with what he says is, is true, even mm-hmm. though it's a lie. And, and we're called to believe the truth about ourselves. And God says that he's well pleased with us if we're his child. So, I mean, I think those are the things, that's the overview, the brief overview of hard <laughs> things. But I mean, of course, things like, you know, being a mom, struggling, you know, being isolated, you know, things like that, that it's just easier to believe lies when you're not in community. So, oh, yeah. you know, and um, I mean, if that kind of sums it up, if that's the brief darkness, but um, we yeah, could spend knew, days I mean, on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, my first book that I wrote, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist, I mean, that was out of my own journey of brokenness of, you know, I yeah. Religious family, people love the Lord the best they could, but I've been sexually abused by a family member. And then that oh. you know, created all of this craziness around, you know, who am I? What does that mean for me? What does that that's mean? Right. For God? I mean, that's right. I mean, that's right. You can, when you can disconnect from those ungodly beliefs, those lies, and you can begin to say, no, this is who Jesus has made me to be and begin to renew your mind to that fact, which is the whole trajectory of my life now that's what I do in mentoring artists and and all of that because it's so funny when people come into the mentoring program or people come to one of our conferences they're thinking I want to learn how to do this better or I want to learn how to market my art and I'm like listen 95 (laughs) percent of what you're about is that Jesus wants to heal your heart so that he can get down to the real you (laughs) so that's right that, that can flow out I mean that's just and and I love what you said that is magnified in community. Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free, and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in His kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artist Facebook group. Do it now and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. You know, one of the verses I, I used to hate <laughs> was that was that verse in, you know, we can hate Bible verses sometimes. Um, <laughs> and people who throw them at you, yes. <laughs> But it was that verse in James that said, you know, confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. And I think, I think it was the reality came to me that it's like, there are things that you're never going to walk in victory in. There are things that you're never going to gain authority in outside the context of community that God brings people into our life by his grace to walk with us and help us see things in our life that we can never see by ourselves, And that is a means of grace. That is, it a is. part. I mean, talk about that because it I know is. community is a huge part of what God's called you to. And, uh, and it's a huge passion of yours. Yes, it is. Well, it's so interesting. I really like you, by the way, I'm so glad we're getting to this. 
this is fun. I'm sad it's short, but um, I think like I shared about kind of you asked about the broken parts of my story, thinking of dads and family. I think I've always had this longing for family and, you know, that big question of who is your dad, you know, um, or who's your father really. And, um, and so I think that longing desire to be connected to people is just a huge part of maybe the hole in my heart or whatever. I know God feels that, but at the same time, you know, I, we know there's a bigger story. And, um, and so for me, I kind of the backstory on what I think you're asking about, I'm the founder of a nonprofit in Birmingham called Insparo. And we believe that when the artists and the pastors and the visionaries in our city flourish, that our city and church will flourish. And mm -hmm. so we really want to breathe life into those people just because we believe they stir hope, like their work stirs hope. And, kind of that place of vulnerability that, that, you know, we know artists step into, but I believe pastors step into it too. And, mm -hmm. and artists meaning very broad term, like musicians, chefs, you know, it, it's Creative. a very broad term. Right. Creatives. I mean, if you're willing to be vulnerable, you're an artist. So, you know, in a lot, in some senses, so I don't want to limit that, but, um, several years ago, I feel like maybe it's been almost 10 years ago. I feel like God just kind of like, this sounds kind of woo-woo, so sorry. You know, some people might be like, I'm turning I'm it off now. You do woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I just feel like he stirred up and brought to life some scripture for me that was really mostly about the end of the story, like in Revelations and Isaiah, where he's picturing the kingdom and the city, the new Jerusalem and all this stuff. I, you know, and just heaven, you know, and, and I just, it came alive in my imagination and I could not turn it off. And so mm. I just you know, I would be in church and I, I kind of had this sense that and I think it was the spirit. He was just saying, if the people in this room are not using their gifts and stepping fully into that, like the kingdom of God can't start here now, you know, yeah. like it starts now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would just kind of look around the room and I was like, during the sermon, I probably wasn't paying attention, but I was, I was writing lists of people's names. Like that person needs to know their gift matters. That person needs to know their gift matters. And so it was kind of like, I saw a little flame above each person's head, you know, like, they need to believe and step yeah. into that. And so I just started going around to people shaking them, you know, you need to create again. You need to write music again. You need to, you know, whatever. And, um, and so that started, you know, I had a, a group, a small group of women around me at the time and we were going through a creative study and, um, by a girl from Nashville, Jenny, is it Scott? You heard her waking up gray. She's a, um, a writer there. And cool. I don't know if you know her, but I know, it yeah. was, it was a good, it was kind of a good springboard for us to have the conversation of what it looked like to wake up creatively. And I mean, I was already painting and doing that, but we were thinking more about the common good. We use that word a lot, but of our city and to see Birmingham look more like heaven and kind of with that vision that beauty heals and um, it brings healing and reminds us that God is good and kind and also points us towards the end of the story, you know, yeah. stirs our hope. And so um, long story short, um, a, a nonprofit was birthed um, that I talked about, but I just feel like for me being connected with other, well, other humans that I love, but other creatives is important for my soul. And um, I especially love musicians. I don't know why I just have a heart for them. And I think a lot of times music, for whatever reason, stirs my imagination more than any other art. And so it just, it just somehow there's just something in me that is drawn to that. It ministers to me. So, um, and not just Christian music, but you know, especially music by people that I love, you know, if I know the, the songwriter or I know their heart, I think, you know, I can get it more. And so, and it inspires a lot of the visions for my paintings. So I feel like being in 
connection with those people and maybe even collaborating with them kind of just brings some of my best work. So I need I other people. Agree. I think when I moved to Asheville in 2009, it was, you know, I always say, you know, on the, on the business side, it's like, you better bring your A game because like, these are serious artists up here. But I think yeah. there, there's something really incredible that happens when you get around people who are really serious about what they do creatively and are going after it. It's like a rising tide floats all boats. You know, it, it causes uh-huh. you, to go, oh, okay, this, this thing that God's put in me is, is for his glory and for his purposes. And I need to steward well the things that are inside of me. And we receive that inspiration from, from each other in this, I don't know, it's kind of like this symbiotic thing that it happens and you don't even know that it's happening. Yeah. Um, and it, it begins to show up in, in your work. Talk about some of the, the transformation that, that you've seen happen in people's lives and, and in the city. I mean, is, is the vision that you've had, is it starting to, to bud and, and come to fruition? And what does that look it, like? You know what? It's so humbling because I, there have been many times I felt very alone or I thought this is stupid. Does this matter? Is this crazy? <laughs> you know, and you know, God has been so kind to bring people alongside. I mean, there, I have this a wonderful friend who walks with me in it and kind of bears the the weight of feeling crazy with me, you know, and um, kind of stumbling along in the darkness. And um, we have, I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, I almost have been in awe sometimes. I mean, we, I mean, I could talk, we have events, but it's really more like these offerings, these gatherings where we bring people together. We have like a pastor artist dinner once a year where we have like six pastors, six artists together with a, like a really extravagant chef inspired dinner is several courses. And we just let the conversation go. We kind of guide that. And it's been really neat to see kind of the vulnerability there and just see the fruit there of how the pastors are encouraging the artists and vice versa. And we're really helping them kind of see where each one is bearing that, carrying that kind of weight of a calling, you know, to step in and by faith, stir hope in other people and kind of give those cups of cold water to this world where people are dying and need yeah. hope. And um, I've seen a lot of fruit there. We've, you know, we do like house shows and big concerts for different musicians and try to inspire people here. I mean, there've just been so many beautiful moments and we, we actually had a retreat. It was like a visionary retreat in January where we, where we brought in people from outside the city Um, different musicians, people from Nashville, from Columbus, Alan Levi, you might remember him was one. And yeah. And um, just to have, and some therapists some people that we really trust to speak into our life because we have really, from the beginning, I've thought, well, Inspiro needs a place, Mm. you know, and they really encouraged us to not to, to be yoked to that. um, Just because then when we would be free to love people, well, we'd be burdened by the weight of paying for a place and you know all the things that come along with that and I think so many times even as artists we think well I have to have a studio or a space to be a real artist or I have to have and I think that for the nonprofit sometimes if we don't have a place or we real you know um because you think it gives you street cred but um yeah but just I mean it's just been a really beautiful journey and you know I was just thinking of one of the highlights of of I think our time is has been we had the opportunity to pray in the basement at 16th Street Baptist Church where mm. if you know the history yeah. of our city um, was the place of the bombing where the four little girls were killed there's a lot of racial brokenness in our city and I just think God has been really kind to open doors you know that other like men pastors couldn't walk through but just because you know, we're crazy artists and whatever. They're like, sure, come on in, pray in our basement, you know? And, but there've been just some really neat things that have happened just because maybe we're 
I don't know, we're not intimidating. I don't know what it is. Or maybe just because we care and we have tender hearts and we want to love people well. So I think that intuitive nature that the artist carries, I mean, we kind of become, and what we do kind of becomes that secret weapon that the Holy Spirit can use. It'll bypass the the normal going on in our head and people's heads and you become approachable. Then all of a sudden God uses that to, you know, really bring transformation and life and love. And I think that's, that's so beautiful. He does. I'm so, I was intrigued by, you said about 10 years ago. Um, is that when you said you started doing what you're doing? Was that the same for you? Yeah. But, and it's, it's so funny. Like <laughs> I come out of this season, I've been a worship pastor and then I, you know, started a marketing company and that was going great. And then the economy tanked and I was back to be like, God, what am I going to do? And he had been healing me through a lot of that and my family. Yeah. And, um, but in 2009, God woke me up with two, uh, a Jason Upton worship song called Lion of Judah, talking about raise up an army, raise up an army. And yes. woke me up two, night, two mornings uh, in a row at 3.09 in the morning with that song going through my head. What is it about that three o'clock hour? I know. And I'm like, is God on European time? I don't know what it is. <laughs> all my UK friends are like, of course, God lives in England, you know. But, um, <laughs> but he, uh, he called me to, uh, as a father to artists to go to the nations and raise up mm-hmm. an army of artists to reveal his glory in the earth. And, you know, there you are sitting in the basement at 3.09 in the morning going, was that the pizza or was that you? Or, what? you know, what, yeah. what was this, you know? But it seemed, I don't know what it is. I've heard so many people around that. 2008, 9, 10 time, God just yep. wake up because he is raising up an army of creatives all over the world to mm-hmm. do exactly what you're doing. And um, I just want to encourage you because I think it's, Thank you. it's so easy for all of us, you know, to have tunnel vision and to think, you know, does God see this? Does anybody see this? And I just wanted you to know, Gina, honestly, and I know we're on a podcast, but I'm like, God sees what you're doing and the mm. world is going to see what you're doing. And Thank you. you're, you're birthing a model in mm. your city that is going to be multiplied all over the world. Mm. Oh. And I guess I'm prophesying now, but I'm just, I really, yeah. I'll I really, receive it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just really believe that, that what you're doing is so important that because it's, it's based in community and that's where the life is. When we learn to love each other well, and when we learn to Mm. do the things that God's called us to do in safe communities that are based in healing, based in relationship, based in creative expression, based in hearing his voice authentically and expressing that and wherever he's called us to in culture, that's where the kingdom is. And um, that's right. As soon as I heard you and saw you, what you're doing, you know, over the years, I've just like, I just know that there's a kindred spirit and I so appreciate you <laughs> on the podcast today. I know people are going to want to connect with you. So Thank where's the best you, place man. to connect with you as an artist and then also in Sparrow? Thank you. Well, I have a website, Gina Awesome. Um, okay. And then in Sparrow is in Sparrow, I N S P E R O dot org. Okay. And so there's another in Sparrow in the UK and that's not us. So okay. we're in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but I'm always on Instagram, just Gina Hurry, G-I-N-A-H-U-R-R-Y. And then Facebook, Gina Hurry Art. But I share stuff over there sometimes, but not as much. I, I love Instagram just because it show, you can show your process more and it's more, in, you know, to me, more engaging. But yeah, so visual. Yeah. I love it too. yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. thank you. Thanks so much. And we want to just encourage everybody. Go to the show notes right here. You'll see the link uh, to Gina's website, to Inspiro's website, as well as Instagram and all that. And you can connect with her further so 
Thanks. Thank again. you, Matt. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, we need a part two. That's right. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.